Welcome to the Work in Progress podcast, where we keep our whip in check. And now here's Michelle, certified coach and founder of Strive Leadership Development. Welcome to the Work in Progress podcast. I am so honored today. I have one of my most highly respected mentor, role model, and friend for many years, uh, John Rabby, here to talk to us today as our guest. And John is an extremely accomplished CEO, board member, has climbed the ladder in many corporations and has been a tremendous leader to many, many people. Uh, for many years. And I'm excited to introduce him to you today and let him tell you his story. And I know he is going to offer us so many pieces and nuggets of words of wisdom for us to share today. John is so accomplished in the agricultural business, which is basically these days the science of farming. And it's such an impressive industry that I have learned so much about. And I'm so excited for him to share As I know, you know, it doesn't matter what kind of industry you're in. A leader and great leaders are great leaders no matter where they go. So join us here for this wonderful story and exchange and good conversation with John. Thank you for having me. I, uh, I, you know, my my background is uh, quite diverse. Um, I thought originally when I came out of school, I wanted to be a research scientist and studied my whole life to do that. Started out evaluating a lot of these um, discovered products in the lab and bringing those out into field, primarily in agriculture is where I focused. And looking at the phase development of those products to see commercialization of of opportunities with them to see if they were efficacious and see if they fit the bill uh, under the guidelines of FIFRA and EPA requirements which, by the way, takes about seven to 11 years for a product to move, to move through that system and, mm-hmm. and it costs 50 million plus. But uh, mm-hmm. so as you can imagine, not many of those products get through. But that that's how I started. Um, I was very fortunate that I was working with a company, American Cyanamid, that was a developing country, company at its time in the fact that it discovered some new chemistry, which my team and myself were a part of helping bring to the market, well, bringing that to the market, they needed someone to kind of explain how it worked. And it was brand new technology. It was technology that worked at very, very low rates per acre, very efficacious, very environmentally friendly, beautiful product. So they asked me to be a a technical liaison between research and um, commercial team, explaining how these things worked and how they fit into a, a grower's, farmer's applications and use patterns. And so basically that then moved me in front of a lot of people. Um, I had some very good uh, teachers uh, as far as coming out instead of giving technical presentations, you know, you've got to basically fine tune it into elevator type speeches to uh, farmers who are quite busy and also your own people that uh, have got the same kind of attention spans that most people have about seven seconds. And so you've got to hit some of the highlighted buttons. And so that allowed me to go to um, um, a lot of different places around the world. Uh, I got a chance to go overseas quite a bit to, to talk about these products, uh, primarily in Asia, Europe. Um, but then coming back, I was asked if I would be uh, willing to um, be a part of the commercial team. Now, 
here's a research scientist that didn't even know what an invoice was. You know, I, I later found out, well, that's the bills you get. And so, you know, I learned things very, very quickly that uh, uh, about strategy, strategy development. But I also had people around me that recognized, hey, you know, you're very good at this. Um, and they, they recognize uh, some raw things, I guess, I had in me that they then sent me off to various charm school, business charm schools. I went to Columbia. I went to Wharton. I went to uh, to uh, University of Virginia, the, the Darden School of Business. And those were all five, six, 12-week uh, executive programs that they sent me through. And I got a chance to network with a lot of very, very interested people, of interesting people over the years that uh, – uh, really taught me a lot about how to how to interact with people that are completely outside of your sector, your discipline, your mindset. And if you can relate to them, you can pick up some real interesting nuggets of uh, of knowledge and experiences that you can translate into things that you need later in life. But anyway, did all that, and next thing you know, I'm, I'm running different business units and different groups. And next thing you know, I'm running uh, American Cyanamid in North America. So your your background your degrees were in what again? Uh, I, my degrees were in entomology, uh, plant pathology, weed science, organic. Yeah. yeah. So um, a real lot of technical things, a lot of things that were very, um, um, a lot of science, a lot of science involved with what I did. Um, and again, that proved very useful later on because as we I got into the different companies where I would have R&D reporting to me and whatever, I could technically sit with them and discuss some of the issues that they had, uh, some of the road bumps, speed bumps, uh, things that we could enhance or do differently. And I, I could stay with the conversation instead of, you know, basically shutting the book and saying, hey, yeah. I, I don't need to hear this. Um, yeah. So that's always been a lot of fun for me. But then again, uh, taking those degrees and then, then learning some of the business aspects of how to run a business and, and what they don't teach in business school is how to how to lead people. And I will tell yeah. you, one of the yeah. biggest challenges that anybody will have is um, leading people. Notice I didn't say managing people. Managing people is something completely different. Leading people is is a very very difficult thing to do. Um, and I was very fortunate. Again, I had a lot of good mentors that that um, taught me a lot of things that. I, 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 when I was, I was very draconian when I came out as a, as a manager because that was my title was field manager or something of that nature. And I was just, you know, being a science guy, you know, it's, it's by the book, you know, do this, do this, do this. And I didn't respect the, the fact that I had a group that was quite a bit older than I was. Mm. Uh, I was the young hotshot, I guess. And, and uh, I learned very quickly. We were very successful in our first year out as a group in a unit uh, with the numbers. But as we went into the 360 feedback and the performance development feedback, uh, I got I got scathed pretty quickly. Okay. Being not very uh, not not I didn't listen real well. I didn't listen at all, and that was to me one of the most. I, I mean, I couldn't believe it. I thought we were walking on water, and it was a very uh, humbling experience. And I actually had to go back. I had 15 people reporting to me in that group, and I actually went back into the room, and here I was the youngest person in the room and I apologized to him. I said, I, I didn't realize that I was not allowing you guys to express what you thought and whatever. And, and from that point on, we were, we were dynamite. We became a, a really, I'm still friends with a lot of those people. Those are still Amazing. Alive. 
Well, you said that it was the relationships with people that kind of launched you into your career. You know, they, they recognized you. And it sounds to me like you, you learning how to build relationships with your own team is kind of what really took you then next level, kind of all boiled down to that. It it did. It took me to, well, first of all, when you're young and going in your career and whatever, you think everybody thinks like you think or acts like you have, or says the same energy level or the same, all, everything they do. We don't know anything else. We don't know any other. You know, you should, y'all should be acting like me, you know, in turn, we're all individualists and we're all different and we all have various golden nuggets and gems that, that if you can get those and get those moving in direction combined with what you're trying to do, uh, it's unstoppable. And yeah. Networking, you know, the one piece of advice I can give people, networking to me is one of the most fundamental things that mm-hmm. if you can do right and then sincerely network, not, mm-hmm. not a superficial, you know, call you call them when you need them. I mean, I, I've got people I still call today and we just talk about family and, you know, mm-hmm. things that we used to do together. And it's just I don't have any purpose to call them, but to just say hello and see how they're doing. And I think that's true networking. That's sincere networking. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, people will recognize that and they'll pick up on that. And um, being a young man or woman nowadays, um, a lot of the older men and women will basically try to help those that they see are really trying to improve um, themselves, their business, their work environment, all those various things. So that's where a lot of people, um, to me, miss the boat. They, they, you know, I'm, I, you know, I graduated whatever my class and whatever I know yeah. how to, you know, smarter than everybody else, and they'll basically wind it up, you know, wasting ten or fifteen years before they realize that, no, you can't do it by yourself. There's no way you can run a billion dollar company by yourself. There's no well, way you can run, you know, a two hundred fifty million dollar company by yourself. I mean, well, you learn quick. You learn quickly that you didn't learn everything you needed to know in school, which I think that is, is true. That you learn. You learn you know, some of the ABCs of what you need to do in work, but the intuitive stuff, the stuff that comes along with, with um, experience, character building, getting mm-hmm. knocked down a few times and having to get up um, is a very, very important part of, of, of growing up in, in a yeah. business. And uh, again, the, the networking aspect of it um, is, is just something that is just truly to me is, is, is very very important. Very very well. It's it's interesting you're saying that as we wrap up May here in Strive, our focus in May has been all about relationship building and the importance of it and how true relationship building. Not, yes, not this stuff you see on social media and all that kind of. I'm, I'm not a social media guy, so I'm the wrong guy to talk. And here I am doing a podcast. Um, I love it. I, I um, it's only because you like me. It, yeah. Well, I, I just I tell you it. it People nowadays form opinions so quickly on limited information when they really don't know the individual, they don't know what the situation is. You know, there's two sides to every story. People are, and yet everybody's portrayed a certain way. You're anti this, or you're negative that, or that, blah, 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 blah. blah. Yeah, and yeah. Many people form an opinion, and, and that's a lasting opinion until, until something else happens, I guess. But I, I'm just flabbergasted by how quickly people can make their their minds up about individuals they don't even know. Yeah. Well, I, I say it all the time. We're people before we're business. We're humans before anything else. Right. And when you can connect somebody with somebody on, at that human level, 
Yeah. You you have a connection with them that is, first of all, far more meaningful than anything else. You're, you're but, exactly right. And I tell you, one of the other things, too, is I always went into to, to relationships or networks trying to understand what that individual's, well, first of all, what they were all about, but also what their situation was as far as work environment. And it was there something I could do to help them be a better mm-hmm. business have a better business or a better business. I never, I never went into it trying to sell a widget or sell myself. Yeah, It's yeah. all about, well, tell me, you know, what are some of the things you face? And you get into these, well, you know, I saw this a few years ago and here's what I saw people do, or here's what I saw work. Mm-hmm. Here's mm-hmm. what, you know, I'm not the expert on this, but I do know somebody sitting over here on the West yeah. Coast, or New York or whatever. I can connect you. Maybe they can give you some guidance yeah. on that. And I think be helpful, be valuable, be a supporter. Oh, it's amazing. It's just, man, they'll love you forever. They'll love yeah. you forever. And it's just, yeah. uh, you know, and I, and I tell you, the other thing, too, is just do as much as you can. I, uh, I'll tell a brief story. Um, I, I'm a twin. I have a twin sister. There's five siblings in my family. Uh, I was born in uh, Libya, in Tripoli, in Africa. My dad was uh, Air Force, and so I was born in an Air Force base, Wheelis Air Force Base. But anyway... My mom would not fly, and I'm the next of the youngest. So she took the boat over being pregnant with two twins, which we were large kids, with <laughs> two others. Took a boat over, took several weeks to get to Africa, had the babies. Two years later, moved back by herself, by herself, mm-hmm. by herself. And then 10 years later, my father passed away. Um, so I was 10 years old. Uh, my younger brother was seven. My twin sister, obviously, was 10. My older sister was 17, my older brother was 19. And I watched mom raise every one of us, you know, without a, a spouse, which I just, it was the most, the strongest person I'd ever seen in my life. A very bright lady, mm-hmm. very, very bright. But anyway, I'm getting, getting to this, that, that years later, we're sitting, she was 89 years old at the time. It's just she and I were sitting there and I said, mom, what would you have done differently? Um, I mean, she graduated top or she graduated college at 16. She went to Princeton. Wow. She went to, she graduated her or master's, whatever, at, at LSU, went and worked on a PhD at Southern Mississippi in Hattiesburg. I mean, she did all this stuff. And I said, Mom, what would you have done differently? Because I always wanted to ask her that. And she looked right at me and she goes, I'd have done more. And I just looked back on that. She never said more what? More PTA, more this, more that. She never said more. She never elaborated. But I always tell this, and I say that to all of my children's weddings. I said, do as much as you can. Do Do more. Do more. Mm-hmm. So the, that's great. I love that. The kids nowadays, um, you know, just just because you wake up one day and you're my age. I mean, it, life moves very quickly. Just do as much as you can, and have fun with it. Um, I love it. Did it. you have Did you have any idea when you started back in the beginning as that field manager that you would have accomplished as much in your career as you ended up I accomplishing? I don't. You know, I don't think you do. Um, I, I had aspirations when, when I got on to into the commercial side of it, I wanted to be CEO of the company. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wanted, I wanted to run the company, had no idea what that meant. Don't ask, don't right. ask me what that meant. I just thought that was the coolest thing. Uh, <laughs> and back then, you know, you're, you know, you got to ride around in the big cars and the jets and everything else and all that kind of stuff. I never realized how difficult it is and, and how much you have to give up on your time. Because when you become senior leadership in a company, you're 24-7. There is no walking or getting away from There are no vacations. There's nothing. You are 24-7 on call. 
no matter what. And it could be something happening in a plant in Puerto Rico or, or Europe or wherever it may be, or so, mm-hmm. something going on within your business. You have to be brought into the uh, to the occasion very quickly. And so at the end of the day, um, no, I, I didn't. I just thought I thought I knew what I wanted to do. I, I, another funny little story. I was sitting the other day and a young kid coming through college and said, I don't know what I want to be. And I looked right at him. I said, you know what? I've run billion dollar companies. I've run a lot of different things in my life. I still don't know what I want to be. Okay. Mm. So don't use that as an excuse to not do anything. Okay. Go out and and give it everything you got, find things you like doing and doing them. But always, you know, you, you mentioned earlier about learning something every day. When I was finishing on, on my master's degree, I sat there and one of my professors told me, he said, just always remember one thing. Try to learn something new every day. He said, if you do that, he said, life is going to be a lot of fun. Okay. Yeah. And I try to learn something new every day, whether it be something about whatever. It doesn't matter. I mean, yeah. you know, I've gotten a that lot. Was of the, that was the advice my dad always gave me. I if, heard it all the time. Try to learn something. And meet new people, meet new people, learn something yes. every day, get out, see the world, do the, do the things that you dream about. Don't, don't sit back and dream about, do them. Just go out yeah. and do it. And get in there. Got to get yeah. in the game. That's probably some of the biggest thing that people should do that don't do is they got it in them. They just won't do it. And mm-hmm. I don't know if that's a fear. I don't know if it's, I don't know what it is. The fear of failure. I was that one of the big driving forces in my life is the fear of failure. I, mm-hmm. I cannot, fail I in my mind I don't want to fail um now that really plays out as you get older and you start doing things in tennis and whatever and you realize you can't do them anymore that's a tough one tennis will teach you that lesson yeah age, <laughs> age brings that forward but but the fact is that you got to get out there and just and push it as hard as you can and don't 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 be afraid to fail I mean failure yeah. is another you know that's an old cliche but you know it's another learning well what what tell me what what was one of your biggest learning opportunities, failures in life that you had to overcome that was significant for you? Over, overcome is a big word. Yeah. It, it's more about how did I redirect myself? Okay. I like it. Um, third or fourth years being a research scientist, a very key research job was opening up. And I, I was 20-something years old, and I felt like I should have gotten that job, and I didn't. And I was mm-hmm. devastated that they did not recognize me, and it was a very egotistical way to look at it, but, but I just felt like that was my that was my job, and they should have given it to me. Mm-hmm. Looking back on it, I realized that I had people that were already looking at me on the commercial side, and that if I'd have gone that way, I would have been probably teaching in a college somewhere now or, you know, being a bench chemist somewhere and would never had the opportunity to lead as many good people as I have over the years and or be a part of the big successes of a lot of these companies uh, with, a, with a very strong teams developed. Um, yeah. they have, I would have never gotten to do that. I, I would have yeah. I look back on that and that was a, a bifurcating moment in my life that I look back and go, good gracious, if I'd have gone down that road, yeah, I'd be right. I wouldn't be talking to you right now. It was a gift. It was a gift. It was a gift. And and the other the other cool thing about it is, and you know, people always ask me, well, you know, who's your mentor or whatever else. And people don't have one person because 
they only had one person in there, a clone. And, and you're not a clone. You, you, what, what I always tell people, in your life, you're going to have people you're going to meet all along the way that are going to give you a gift, okay? Yes. Yes. And first of all, you got to recognize that gift. You got to recognize who they are and you got to have the wisdom to understand it and use it and don't overlook it. And I've been very blessed, fortunate that I have met so many cool people in my life that have given me these nuggets that kind of putting them all together in this mosaic or in this picture kind of kind of let me be who I am. Yeah. And so people go, well, give me one name. I said, I can't give you one name. I can give you a dozen, but I can't, I can't give you one person because then I'd be a clone. I'd be just like that individual and I wouldn't be who I was. Right. Individual that I became. And, and again, that's, I, I try to teach my children that and, you know, try to keep them, you know, understanding that, you know, there's a lot of people that will touch you in your life. You've got to recognize it when it, when it does happen and learn from it. So. Yeah, I, I love the the mosaic analogy. That is a great way to you're taking all the pieces and parts and putting it together and creating. For all pictures, I mean, our whole lives, the longer, the more we, yeah. we the more we grow and the more we age, another piece of the picture gets added. And you know, mine are grandkids now, and which I never had before, and I got three of them. And so all these pieces just keep adding in. So it's, it's really cool. So really. Neat. So yeah. So tell me about your your greatest accomplishments. I, I think the greatest accomplishment that I can, can say, and I can sit and talk about how we took billion dollar businesses or whatever, it's, 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 it's giving young men and women an opportunity and watching them blossom and mm-hmm. help them along the way. And one of the greatest rewards of my life is seeing people that I watched as assistant, assistant, whatever's now running companies, presidents of DuPont. Amazing. That's uh, uh, Corteva. Uh, running the company, the president and CEO of uh, Winfield, which is, um, you know, gosh, what are they, a $4 billion company. Wow. CEO is, is a, a very good friend and, and someone I helped and, and watched grow. And I wouldn't say, I, w- I wouldn't put it that I made them who they are. Again, I was a piece of the mosaic that they put together. Yeah. yeah. All, I did, all I did was open some doors for them and, and say, hey, you need to go that way. You need to at least try that. You need to have that experience. And I used to, I used to sit with people and, and I, it was so interesting because I want to be CEO of the company. And I, I, I put a chart together and I put where they are, where they currently were in their job position. I put a CEO and then I'd list out about five or six different things a CEO had to have. Okay. And then I listed out their role and what the experiences were they were learning. And then I drew this this kind of this map of various jobs, just as indicators that these are the things you've got to learn. And here are jobs that can give you those international experience, people leadership, uh, P&L experience, balance, you know, whatever it may be, uh, business development skills. Da, da, da. And so I draw this little map of of basically, you know, grow, going up into that CEO job. But I said, yeah. if you get all this done. It does not guarantee you'll be CEO. There's a lot of luck, right. a lot of a lot of things got to fall your way, but at least you will have a skill set, an experience set that matches up what people are looking for in a CEO. And you may not have the personality, you may not have the Q factor. I don't know. I, I don't know what you'll be in 20 years or 10 years or 15 years. But if you can at least get these different experiences in your career, you will pick up these certain training and these these learning experiences. 
that in turn, when somebody looks at your piece of paper, your resume, you say, wow, they, they ran, I ran an international business for five years. I was based out of Athens, Greece. You know, I, why yeah. did I do that? Well, because somebody said, hey, and it just, somebody said, you know, that's a great learning experience. And off I go. And, and yeah. And, but. So you just, had a goal, you have a goal, yeah, you put the milestones, you put the strategy in place. And even if you had been redirected along the way, it probably would have been exactly the gift you needed anyway, but. Exactly. And again, I just, I was very fortunate that, that I met a yeah. lot of good people. And again, I go back to the networking side of it. Got to yeah. know a lot of the board of directors, uh, members that helped me and propelled me into to a lot of key things. And the other thing, which now in, in turn, I'm, I'm on quite a few board, company boards because of those right. relationships. Right, because right. You got all this experience come help us now with our company. And that's a brand new learning experience right there. Being on a board for all those out there that want to be on board, just always remember one thing, nose in, eyes on, hands off. (laughs) A board member cannot be operational. First board I ever got on, I try to be hands-on and very operational. That's not a board member. You're taking away somebody else's job, a a board Mm. member, strategic, Connecting, connecting that company with other companies uh, through networking, um, but is not operational. The minute you ever get part of a board and you're doing operational things, then you're doing not, it wrong. Yeah, you're you're, yeah. you're wasting. You're paying somebody a lot of money that's running that company. It shouldn't be running the company. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm saying that partially, but unfortunately, right? Makes sense. It makes sense. Yeah, that's not your role. So tell me, tell everybody about um, this these shelves behind you and what's included on all of those these days? Uh, this, you know, you asked me earlier about my greatest accomplishments. These, this is my greatest accomplishment. Yeah. Oh, Amazing. See it. I, this is my family. It's my family, my children, my friends. Um, five, six, seven years ago when I was really still going strong, that would have been filled with all my business books, all my, my various notebooks that I keep, I keep a notebook of every year of my life of in business. I write down everything and wow. all would have been all sitting there. Now it's, it's a full montage of a collection of, of friends, family, grandkids, and all my, uh, all my loved ones, so to speak. So the most important thing to me in my life right now is right behind me. So your people, yeah. all your people, all my, all my peeps. Yeah. All, all your peeps. All That's peeps. right. But anyway, it's just, it makes me, again, it brings me back to the balance that I think you have to have in life too. And the older you get, the more you're, uh, you will experience that. Cause it, 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 being a hard charger, you, you tend to not to realize how important it is, but you will learn it one way or the other. Absolutely. You will learn it. So, <laughs> it's what do you, if you could give advice to your, if you could go back to the person you were way back then. What's the what's the one piece of advice you would give that person? The you be patient. years ago. Be patient. Be patient. Be patient. I, uh, I just felt like things needed to happen daily for me, and mm-hmm. they didn't. I got frustrated, and, you know, just dug even harder trying to find you know why this wasn't happening at a pace that I want. And that's as I mentioned earlier, when you start leading and, and running teams. That kind of drive you gotta you gotta understand that that you have to stop and listen to what their thoughts concerns. They've got families. You gotta listen that that 
and I didn't have that back then. I, I just was very impatient. I still have, I still fight that today. I fight it very, very much every day that, that I want to, I just want to make things happen and do things and see things and just jump in. And as you grow in your career, you gotta, you gotta realize that being task oriented leads to goal orientation to leads to strategic vision that, and all of that. And so at some point, your patience is going to be very, very helpful. And you, and listening as, as it goes along part of that, that's what I, I'd have told myself to, to, to be patient and listen to more what people are saying, either yeah. about this or about themselves. And, right. uh, and I did learn that over, over time, but it's, uh, I wish it, I, I, I just look back and go, gosh, I've done that back then. Shoot. I, I don't know. What can I, what can I be doing? You know, but I, I feel like I've accomplished a lot. I mean, I, I feel like I, I well, absolutely. And, and you're, I think you're connecting all the dots that you had your goals and you wanted it to happen right away. But I think that when, anytime you're being that strategic, there's strategy involved in that. And there's patience. There is, there is. Strategy. And, and, but being a young, immature person, you, you don't realize that. I mean, you're just like, you know, you're, you're ready to just, ah, you know, I'm going to eat iron every morning for breakfast. And, <laughs> and I, it's just, I don't know. I, mean, I'm, I still have the intensity, intensity to me that I do yeah. like. I, I do like because it keeps me charged and motivated. Um, and, and it just keeps me trying to go for that next, you know, rung on the ladder, so to speak. But it's not, it's not the business side of it as it's more about me only for personal growth and, you know, okay. more about what's going on in the world. So, yeah. So what's, so when I, if I asked you what's ahead for you, do you have that defined for yourself? No, I, I mean, I, I could tell you, but tomorrow I'll tell you something different. Okay. I, I just think that's the coolness of it. When you get to do all the things in life that you kind of like, wow, I checked that box, checked this, did that, did that. And now you're trying to, what boxes are there out there? I know they're there. I just got to go find them. So now I'm looking for the, the boxes that are out there. So, wow, I, I didn't, I didn't know I could do that. I, I never even thought about that before. And it, and this is stuff that, you know, I mean, it's playing pickleball, you know, playing, you know, playing more tennis, do, doing things from a sport or from an athletic or an exercise, you know, just doing, you know, more stuff. And yeah. again, I go back and, and what my mom said a long time ago, do more, I'm just doing as much as I can. And here you are in a podcast. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I, I, I'm going to do it as long, as hard as I possibly can. Mm. And again, guide my, my children and my children's children as much as I can without being a meddling grandparent. Um, that, that's what I'm going to try to do. That's, that's yeah. where I'm going. So, and then meet so, people like myself and, and befriend uh, um, y'all and have fun with everybody. And yeah, enjoy yeah. a good glass of red wine every now and then. So. I love it. Yeah. So how are you a work in progress today? What is it in you that you feel like is your work still? I, I think the, the learning more about the generation that we currently have. Coming okay. up, it's so different than how I grew up. Um, and I, I hear things and I watch things and I immediately want to put it in the box of my learning experiences and it doesn't fit those boxes. There's so many different things that are going on. And this is technology is changing this, you know, all the, I mean, I didn't have, you know, Wikipedia or, or, you know, we have cell phones growing up. 
We didn't have anything. We didn't have computers. I didn't get computers till I was in my twenties. So, um, I would, I would either, if I'd had all this stuff back when I was growing up, I would either be crazy right now or absolutely, you know, running the world. So to speak. <laughs> the, the technology at your fingertips now is just phenomenal and trying to learn how the young men and women are taking that and learning from it instead of just being, well, I, I could push that button and tell me the answer. Well, no, 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 no. That's not the way it works. Um, and I, and I give you just a, a good example. Uh, I always tell people, don't don't learn how to do your multiplication or your addition in, on a, with a calculator. Do it in your head. And my kids, and, and again, I I forced them all to multiplication. I just said, so you got to think about things. You got to think about, you know, what is 12 plus 12 or, or 12 mm. times 12 or whatever. Do it in your head. Do it in your head because it yeah. makes you think. It, it makes you think so much broader. Well, nowadays they're not they're not teaching them that they're not teaching them right. button, and I, I think there's a fundamental loss there that that you know I just kind of try to bring these young kids back to um, to reality a little bit, and I think the other thing too is their expectations are um, talk about me not having patience. Um, I think their expectations they want to be a CEO two years after they start with a company, you know, at a, in a telesales role. I is, is unrealistic and I somewhere along the line, people got to bring them back to, you know, to terra firma and say, Hey, look guys, you know, guys, gals, this is, it's a lot of work. It, it is just tremendous amount of work and, and experience. And, but, but if you really, really want it, it's there. I mean, it, it, you, can yeah. do it. you can get it, you can find it, you can be there, but it's not going to happen in two years. And so you get, I don't know, people, you know, two years in a while, I'm not CEO of the company, I'm going to leave the company. Yeah. Well, yeah. Their investment in that company is two years. Yeah. That's nothing. You know, I, it's spent, nothing. I spent 30 years with, or 28 years with one company. And mm-hmm. it's that, that's an investment. And nowadays, and I get it. I, I get it. It's just the time companies come and go and things are moving so much more quicker. But I still think that's a lost experience that I wish. Yeah. And I think that there's another important message in there, which is just because you don't get where you want to go in this idea that you have, doesn't mean anything about you. It has nothing to do with your talent or abilities. It's just going to take time to get there. You are going to have to invest more in it to get there. You're exactly right. And I tell you the other thing too, is getting, getting good, solid, truthful feedback. And and look, some some people just can't be a doctor. I can never be right. a medic. I can never be a medic. That will not happen in my life. Yeah. So, you know, telling people kind of, or at least pointing them in, in a direction that's a little bit more in line with what they can accomplish. You know, I'm never going to be a nuclear phys- physicist or anything like that. But at the end of the day, mentors or people that you know kind of say, hey, have you looked at this? Have you thought about this? You, you know, that's, those are the, those are the, to me, those are the, the key. Those are the gems of a company yes. that can help guide um, some of these guys and gals that are coming up, and just kind of give them some words of advice. and And hopefully, they listen. Hopefully, they listen. But, well, yeah. and I think that you bring up a good point because something else I encourage a lot is for mentors to seek out those who need it. And if you want to grow, to find a mentor for yourself who will give you that feedback. So no matter which no matter which position you're in, go find the other person and ask yeah, for help right. or and, and you need you need to be mature enough to accept that feedback in whatever yeah. way. 
and it may be disappointing. You know, you thought you wanted to be whatever, and it just you're. It, it's not going to. The chances of that are low. Okay, yeah. really low. But here is what I see in you. That's very very strong. Okay, boom, boom, boom. You know, have you have you have you have you exercised those enough? Do you feel that you're very good at them? You know, yeah. be the best you can be. Follow the best. Be the best you can be within the skill set you've been given. And the and the mindset you've been given and work, you know, stay in the stay in your zone, so to speak. And that's a harsh way to say it because you really want people, ex, you know, discovering, exploring, and doing a lot of different things. But I, I guess what I'm trying to say is we, we all have given talents that we need to make sure we really explore and explode. Okay. Well, if you had you had so much. Um, talent and skill set and knowledge and experience when you were in your job. But if they had told you, you need to go to charm school and learn how to lead yeah. people better. If that had made you quit right then, because you right. weren't getting what you wanted, you would have it, never. It, yeah, you're, you're exactly right. I, instead oh. of feeling I was being sent off for punishment or something, I, I, I realized that they were trying to help me. They were trying yeah. to help me be a better, a better person, a better person that could help the company grow a better leader you know, and I and was fortunate that, that I did listen to them. I did not every time, but I did listen to them enough yeah. that it really propelled me to a next level of learning or experience that I was able to get. So, yeah, I love that. Yeah. So, John, what do you most want to be known for? Um, yeah, that's a good question. I, it, it, you know, it, you know, I'll separate in two different ways. I want to be known as a great granddad, okay? But that's that's a family focused, you know, event, and and and. But that's like, valuable. That's important. Yeah, yeah, it is. That's very, very important to me. And I, I guess from a business standpoint, I want to be remembered that helped. I was a guy that helped a lot of people get connected either to their own their skill sets. Or the two opportunities that led them to do the greatest things and the greatest experiences and utilize their skills to the utmost ability. And I know that I don't, I wish there was a word for that, but I don't have it. But um, I, that's all I want to be remembered for. That I, I helped a lot of people, and, you know, the numbers and all that make business. Just, yeah, that, that goes along with it, but you got to have the people, you got to have the teams, you got to have the, um, you know, the, 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 the groups that, that are right there doing a lot of the heavy lifting and you know the the ups and downs emotional ups and downs of businesses how they go but i, I guess you know looking back on it and thinking about all the the young men and women and people that they kind of um you know i said you know hey go look at this go try this do this yeah. do that do this um i i hope i hope and what I've always done in every one of those experiences, I've seen them when they've grown up into their roles. I've said to them, you remember what helps you get along and you pass that on. You pass mm. that on. You pass, pass that on, on to the next person and you challenge them that the only thing you want from them is for them to pass that on. And everybody goes, well, you know, what can I do for you? Now, what you can do for me is pass that on. Next time you have a chance to help someone, help them okay that truly truly want to be helped okay right. um but at the end of the day if you can if you can do that i promise you you'll be just as satisfied later in life as, as i feel like i am now and that's that's kind of what i 
look at nowadays. I, uh, you know, been, been married to a beautiful woman for 42 years and she's put up with me and, you know, like I said, just keeping her happy. And, and this is the other aspect of being a, a, the family side of it, being a good granddad. But I, I think, I, I just think that if the message you can send to everybody that you're training is as they become better people in business or life, any of those experiences they can pass on to someone that they truly think either needs it or is listening to them, then, then give it and give that, give that direction, give that advice, give that experience. And it may or may not stick, but at least you gave it the effort. And I promise you, seven out of 10 times, you're going to be amazed at what happens. You're going to be yeah. absolutely amazed. Anyway. Yeah. Well, I love that. And I think, you know, to sum up everything you just said, you are just a genuinely good human being, number one. Thank you. I appreciate that. And um, passing it on is something that I've always really, truly respected and, and admired in you. And I love that that is the message of, I think the message of today is whatever you learn, just pass it on, be willing to give. And I, I appreciate that from you, John, and you, you, you obviously live up to that each and every day. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you for having me. So, Thank uh, you. Thank you for your time and being on a podcast and, and doing something new and putting yourself out there. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Learn something new every day. Yeah. That's right. That's right. That's right. Well, thank you again for joining us. And I know everybody here listening will gain so much from your messages today. So I really appreciate you sharing the good, the bad, and all everything in between. <laughs> thank you. Thanks, John. For more ways to keep your work in progress in check, visit striveleadershipdevelopment.com. Music